doing the right thing for the right reason is always going to have a good result. Maybe not as you would see it, but we're talking about ultimately a good result with our relationship with God. like the golden rule <laughs> that was the point i i i don't know i'm i was really i just complicated things a lot before in my life and just turning things around in my head and and you know, making it more complicated than it is so i didn't like that golden rule no <laughs> that means you didn't like the bible <laughs> and i call myself a christian you know you know you can't like one part and not the other part yeah, <laughs> and, and really accept the Bible as the truth because then you're yeah. the truth, and you just cherry pick. You pick and pick and choose what you like, you know what you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that part. I don't like that part. Well, we're, yeah, that we're very used to doing that, though. That's how I did before, at least in my spiritual life. You know, I just found some pieces here and some there, and you pick and choose, and you make your own little blend, and you live after that, and. That's it. Yeah, that's your, your philosophy. Yeah. We call that salad philosophy. You take a little from here and mix it all up. And then you got salad. a nice spiritual salad. <laughs> and it's really tasty to you because you chose carefully all the ingredients. So what's the problem then? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the, what's, what's the problem with that salad then? What's the problem with it? Because that means the things you didn't accept, you rejected. Yeah. So if you were cherry-picking the Bible, you rejected the things you didn't like. So that's, you know, you're above the Bible. You're the decision-maker and what's good and what's not good and what's true and what's not true. So it's all about your pleasure and your comfort. Oh, I feel comfortable with that. Yeah but I don't feel comfortable with something else. So you're the teacher and the final authority. Yeah. Which means there's no authority at all. Yeah. yeah. And that's very popular, you know. It is. Now it's it is. kind of the norm. I mean, it's been the norm for a long time anyway. Yeah, it's and that's even even what's promoted now, you know, in different podcasts and just, you know, find your own way and do your own thing and you know, self follow your bliss and Yeah. <laughs> and your bliss is just what turns you on. It's what you think is gonna make you happy. Follow your bliss, you know, what is your mind and senses, you know, desire and that's that's your bliss. I, yeah, I guess if you understand that you, if you can accept that your heart can be covered over or contaminated or that you are conditioned, then you, then you can see that perhaps I don't see clearly. So what I think I want and what I think is the truth may not be really what I do want and what is the truth because I can't yeah. see clearly. <laughs> I guess that's. But rarely is it that people will admit that. <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's hard to. <laughs> we met an old man in the mountains yesterday, 70 years old. 
And he was telling us, you know, he wasn't telling us because we just said a few hellos and went on. And But he met another person that was with us later. She went back down earlier and they met and he was telling her that he's got this amazing process that he wants to teach her and me and et cetera, how to get energy from the sun, mm-hmm. you know, and she said he did something, I don't know, said some numbers and then some, some quote mantra and so on, repeated it three times and he gets a lot of energy from the sun. But the point is, you know, I'm, maybe, maybe not, that's not the point at all. The point is the sun has a lot of energy. Everything in nature has got energy, the different foods we eat and so on. But that's material energy, number one. It's nothing to do with spiritual life. And number two, what are you going to do with that energy? you got Red Bull gives you energy as well. But (laughs) what are you going to do with this energy that you got? You're just going to try to, you know, be a, a more energetic materialist, enjoying the world or yeah. living longer or yeah. whatever. See, that's as far as people can take it. They can't take it past the material considerations, whether it's good or bad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I see. Well, that, that's the hard part. So the spiritual salad is basically on that level as well. You know, if, if you look what people accept, and what they don't accept, it's all about how it affects them materially, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it affects their like, material like situation. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you just said, my mind just took things and jumbled it, turned it all around, and just confused everything. <laughs> so what is the mind? That's just a material thing as well. Hmm. In that, In that use of it, I mean... Mind can be an absolute, perfect spiritual tool as well, but that's another that's another consideration. We're not talking about that. No. Sure. <laughs> so, like the golden rule. I mean, that's yeah, such a that's... wonderful, simple mm. rule. I mean, but why is it called golden? Because gold is a symbol of the best, number one. You know, that's the gold standard. What does that mean? That's the standard that's above all other standards, and we should try to come up to the gold standard. The top. In whatever category you're talking about. Yeah. You know, but we hear that phrase a lot. Oh, this is the gold standard. Yeah. So the golden rule is the golden standard. It's it's so simple, but yet so emphatic. I mean, it's just so clear to understand. How would you like to be treated? Would you like people to treat you kindly and gently and with respect and, you know, honesty and truthfulness and, you know, care and love? And probably everybody would answer, yeah. (laughs) You know, nobody would, oh, yeah, I want people to be mean to me. No, no. Yeah. You know, put me down and belittle me and talk lies about me. Nobody, unless they were really, really strange people, 
And there are some now like that. <laughs> but in general, just be real. Nobody would want that. Everybody wants to be treated nicely. But that means, according to the golden rule, we got to treat others like that. You know, it's, it's not like everybody's got a different, you know, what, what did you say you were thinking? <laughs> what, what I said I was thinking? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, every, yeah, everyone's got a different standard. And it's, you know, what, what I want is different from everyone else wants. So I can't do unto others as I would have them do unto me because each person is a separate individual and everyone's different and what everyone needs is different. And there's no, you know, unity. There's no common denominator that everyone needs. That's what I was thinking. You were thinking like that. Yes. <laughs> but the flaw is that all those qualities that I just mentioned are are not different for anybody. Right. I mean, a dog likes to be treated kindly and gently and right. with attention and love and, you know, care and all those qualities. And, and this just is a dog. And definitely he's got a different standard that on the level you were thinking. <laughs> you <know? laughs> He likes abominable things to eat that you wouldn't even look at, you know, yeah. or many other activities in a dog's life that, you know, you wouldn't consider to be what you want to do. Yeah. But at the but same time, those golden standards, if you will, are, yeah. are applicable to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But... And, uh, just why is it so hard then it because it seems like it seems like most often you know it's a nice standard but you might feel and think that you know, but but others don't treat me nicely and they started it so i'm not going to treat them nicely <laughs> <You know? laughs> i mean if you well, boil yeah, down to it, get that, revenge yeah that, that's not the gold standard no. that's the black standard yeah you know because then you've got all this this hate and this, you know, revenge and this, you know, screw you kind of attitude. You don't treat me nice, I'm not going to treat you nice. You don't respect me, I'm not going to respect you. You know, tit for tat. So it's the opposite of the golden rule. You wouldn't want to be treated like that. So, but you quite are willing and, and stand on the platform. I'm going to treat you like you treat me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if they don't treat you nice, then you're not going to treat them nice. Yeah. But that's not what was meant when it was said about the golden rule. But that's why that's how it's even been almost promoted in society today, you know, because if they don't treat you nice, you know, you you know, you deserve better. So don't stay in that relationship or don't stay with that person, you know. If they don't treat you nice, then, you know, get someone else who does. and Or you treat yourself well, nice. But you can still treat them nice. You may don't have to closely associate with them and, yeah. you know, become a right. victim of right. their abuse. Right, yeah. But you can still no, be nice to them mm. on the level that the, that the exchange takes place. Mm. That's what happens in marriage relationships. Oh, you don't treat me nice, so I'm not going to treat you nice. You yeah. yell at me, I'm going to yell at you. Yeah, exactly. You know, you cheat on me, I'm going to cheat on you, tit for tat. Yeah, 
it's kind of like but nobody wins yeah there's no winner here exactly and yeah it's just everybody drags the other one down i just spiraling i'm gonna hurt you more than you hurt me so it just becomes a competition of who can be the the worst person to the other one (laughs) (laughs) you know I'm going to be the baddest guy. You ain't seen bad till you see what I'm going to do to you. So anyway, the the Bible's golden rule is is so nice, you know. And I've said this before. I don't know if on the podcast or not, but I've said it frequently. I said it recently. As my father lived, that was his that was his guiding light in life, and he said that. Live by the golden rule. And he did it. He, he put that into practice. It was not lip service. What, 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 what was no, this? Yeah. Hmm? No, just like what, what was the symptoms in him of doing that? He never treated anybody bad. Never. He was the most honest person you'll ever see. You know, if a criminal gave him 10 cents too much, in a, some kind of exchange, he'd find that guy and give him his 10 cent back. Oh, I'm sorry, you, you overpaid me 10 cents. Wow. You know, and it might take him the rest of his life to find that guy, but he'd, he'd make it. <laughs> he was the most honest, respectful person. And, and the, the, the reason he was like that, because in the Bible it said, treat others as you would have them treat you. Yeah, and that's what he lived by, you know. So he would—I never heard him say bad things about people. You know, he didn't agree with everybody, and he might comment that he didn't agree. But you know, he was—he was something that he often said. I heard him say it often. Somebody had done something bad. I don't know, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And his response to that, somebody else would be criticizing this guy. He did this, he did that, they did this, whatever, whatever. And he'd say, you know, they did pretty well considering the chance they had. Mm. You know, that's the way he saw it. Yeah, you know, I see what you Considering the chance they had, they did pretty well. Mm. I mean, that was, that was who he was. And it wasn't, you know, some artificial thing. That's just who he was. Wow. You know, and... So that was how he personified it. And the last thing he said, I don't know if it was the exact last thing, but the last thing he said before he died was, if I have hurt anybody, I am very, very sorry, and I ask them to please forgive me. And then he died. So that was carrying it to the end. So that was that was a, a very you know strong beacon that I grew up in around. But how did he just because people must have stepped him on the toes? People must have heard him and done bad things. How how did he get the strength? And how how did he, person in general get the strength to to follow? Because he had God on his side. He believed in God totally. Yeah. Jesus and God were his were his strength, his shelter, his. His foundation of everything. I mean, it wasn't 
he did have that connection and he had that strength. And that's, <clears throat> that's how he had the power, mm. the strength, the compassion, mm. the mercy, the forgiveness. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. And he believed every word in the Bible, every word. I mean, as far as I know, I never heard him say anything different than that. I never saw any inclination or indication that he didn't have that. Hmm. So he was not a vegetarian. But if the Bible had said you should be a vegetarian, I mean, directly, it, it does in its own way, you know, but he didn't have the guidance to see that message, yeah. you know. He just, he just didn't have it. But if it had said that, he would have been a vegetarian and strong, staunch vegetarian based on the Bible says this, you know. Mm. You know, the most law-abiding person, <laughs> it, was, it was like almost to a fault. Not really, but the law at that time, the speed limit, the law was 55 miles an hour. <laughs> Mm -hmm. He would not go 56 miles an hour oh, really? because it was against the law. <laughs> and if a, if a car passed him going 60 or 65 or 70 or whatever, he'd say, look at that guy. Where is the police? You know, because that guy's breaking the law. Oh. He could not accept people breaking the law. Oh. You know, it just was against everything. Because the law of God, the law of man, you know, it was the law. And you don't violate that. And that was, again, who he was. One time we went swimming. It was, I guess I was probably 12 or 14 or something. And we went to, on Sunday, for outing, my mom, dad, sister, myself. And we stopped by this public swimming place, and it was kind of like a lake. This was farm country, and this was kind of like a, a small lake mm -hmm. that some guy had just made it a place where people could come and swim. And you paid a little bit, you know, you paid whatever you paid, and you could just go and swim and lay on the little beach they had, whatever. And it was a dressing room where you went and changed into your swimming trunks, and then there was no lockers for your clothes. You just hung your clothes on a peg on the, that was on the wall. Mm -hmm. So there's all these clothes hanging on the wall and people are out there swimming and whatever. And so we hung our clothes up, and he had a little money in his pocket, maybe two, five dollars, I don't know what it was, just some pocket chain, so to speak. We went swimming, came back, he got ready to put it. He put his clothes on, and somebody had stolen that money out of his pocket. Oh. And he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe that somebody would steal money out of his pocket. That's how much faith he had in, in people. Right, right. Why would anybody steal somebody else's money? Right. I don't understand that. How could they do that? <laughs> <You> know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. He wouldn't steal money from somebody else. Yeah. So he couldn't relate to somebody stealing money from him. Wow. You know, golden rule. No. So he wouldn't go steal that guy's money just because the guy <laughs> stole his money. <laughs> Pay you back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so anyway. Well, yeah. And that's what you need. You need someone to, to break away from the... Otherwise, I was just going to say before, it just spirals down, like you said, in the relationship. It's just kind of like you're copying downward but you never really have the strength to lift yourself above and be the one who respects and who tolerates and who forgives even though the other person is not even asking to be forgiven like which is not usually yeah. the case <laughs> yeah but you know he was strong follower of Jesus and you know his response would be well the people who persecuted Jesus, nailed him to the cross, put the crown of thorns on his head, made him carry the cross, you know, you know, under great duress up to the hill and so on. Those people didn't ask Jesus to forgive them, yeah. but he forgave them. He, he prayed to his father, please forgive them. Yeah. See, that would be his response. Yeah. Emulate Jesus. Don't emulate these other people. You just made me think about something that my brother said to me once when we were talking about moral moral standards and and he said well if if you didn't have the bible and if you didn't have jesus teachings it wouldn't matter because it would be the same like people would would it wouldn't change the world in any way it's just it's just some moral to live by but it wouldn't really change anything you know it it would be you know we might as well have done without it it wouldn't make a difference that's his feeling about it. <laughs> what can you say? Well, we basically are doing without it now. Let's look at it. Yeah, now. exactly. In yeah. reality, mm -hmm. that that whole influence has been removed to a large degree, not completely, but to a large degree. So that moral standard and all those things from the Bible and Jesus have basically been muted. So what do we got? Chaos. We got quarrel, chaos, confusion, <laughs> degradation, immorality, you know, just lawlessness in people's hearts and minds. Conflict, suffering. You know. Yeah. And, and just, so we've got what your brother said wouldn't make a difference, but it does make a difference. Because when... The time period I'm talking about with my father, the whole society that I lived in, I'm not saying, you know, all over, but the, the society I grew up in had that standard. Yeah. And they did accept that standard, and they did try to emulate it to a certain degree. You know, it was individuals, and, you know, I'm not saying everybody was like my father because they weren't, you know, but... You know, he never smoked. He never drank. Why? Because the Bible said, your body is a temple of God. Don't desecrate it. Hmm. That was his reason, you know. If it had said something else, it, then he would have acted differently. But that's what it said, so that's what he said. Hmm. And he said, I don't want to be controlled by a spiritual, by a higher master. 
like cigarettes and alcohol and all oh. that. He oh. considered that a higher, superior, not a higher, but a, a force, let's say, yeah, yeah. that could control you. Right. And he said, I didn't want to be controlled by outside forces like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that everything he he did was based on some real reason, hmm. and yeah, it worked. <laughs> just 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 one aspect to this, but I I guess that relates to forgiveness as well. It's a topic that we should talk about sometime. We we planned it, but that it, by showing others respect if they do something bad to you and you in turn show them respect it some someone may feel like you're saying that what they did is okay or that you're somehow you know approving what they did or or let's say they hurt someone who was close to you and due to that fact your relationship with them is is distant but and you so you refuse to show them respect you refuse to you might even you know refuse to talk to them whether it's in a you know a family relationship or anything because you feel that if you talk to them, if you show them respect, if you relate to them, and if you, then you're saying what they did is and what they do is right. You see what I mean? But if it doesn't say that, it says it doesn't say you you forgive somebody, and that means Jesus was saying what those persecutors did to him was right. No. Yeah. Of course it wasn't right. Nobody would say that was the right thing to do with any you know any kind of vision at all. But he still said, Father, forgive. Can you go get my computer? I got one one thing I want to read. I just received this a couple mm-hmm. days ago and I just read it now. I didn't have time to read it oh. before. <laughs> but it's just exactly on this idea. Uh-huh. You know? And uh, so you doing the right thing for the right reason is always going to have a good result. So the right thing is to forgive. The right reason, because we've been guided from God, from his representatives, etc., the Lord in our heart. That's the reason. That's the right reason. Yeah. So it's got to have a good result. Maybe not as you would see it, but we're talking about ultimately a good result with our relationship with God. I mean, that's basically where we got to come back to every time. Because we could argue to the end about, oh, but this material relationship yeah. with somebody and somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've got my justification and look what they did to me and you think I'm going to you know, cow down to them and be nice to them. Exactly. And they will change my material situation. It will be less comfortable in my material situation or it will be strange or difficult for me or, yeah, I see. You could argue (laughs) forever. You could argue forever. But let me see if I can find this really quickly. Mm -hmm. I think I probably can. Okay. This Pay due, this is by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Prabhupada. Okay. Pay due respects to the extroverts of the world, 
but do not appreciate, but do not be appreciate. Ah, let me start again. Pay due respects to the extroverts of the world, but do not be appreciative of their manners and conduct. They are to be shaken off from your mind. See, pay due respects to the extroverts. So, there you go. But do not be appreciative of their manners and conduct. Well, that doesn't mean you have to accept what they're doing is good. Extroverts means like offenders or what? Just I'd... Extroverts, those who are displaying all kinds of symptoms of false prestige. And, oh, okay. You know, arrogance and okay. et cetera, you know. And as a result of that, they're going to say things and do things. That they're going to have certain mannerisms and uh, et cetera. Okay. But he says still, pay due respects to the extroverts of the world. But do not be appreciative of their manners and conduct. So you're not condoning what they do, but still, you pay your respect. They are to be shaken off from your mind. Don't hold it in your mind and, you know, I don't like these guys. Just shake them off from your mind. That's what he says. Hmm. So it's the same thing, you know. We, we just gave a lecture on forgiveness to, to the Polish audience and... You know, it was the idea of forgiveness is not a weakness. You know, it actually takes real deep strength to forgive somebody. You know, and you ask, where did my dad get that from the source of strength? And if you don't have that, then you're under the influence of lust and anger and greed and jealousy and envy and revenge and etc. Yeah. Because you, so no, <laughs> you, have, you have no connection to something deeper and you have no, I, I, yeah. Just like, you, then you've so got the right any reason. way we look at it and anything we talk about, it doesn't matter what subject, the bottom line is you need that spiritual strength from your relationship with God and God's representatives to do the right thing, to be successful, to know the right reason and execute it. To be able to follow the teachings, it takes great strength. What does you know, Srila Prabhupada say in his gems of wisdom? You know, to to learn wisdom is a challenge, and to to practice to put that wisdom into practice is a greater challenge. <laughs> yeah. To accept the wisdom yeah. is a challenge, and to put it into practice is yeah. even a greater yeah. challenge. So, man, I guess it's a, it's an ongoing and it's a gradual and ongoing thing that you more and more accept the reality of a higher power. And the more you do that, you will feel the strength and the light heartedness that comes from that in your life as well. And yeah. you'll see that. Yeah. Like the golden you'll rule. You'll feel your heart re be relieved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like the weight will of the burden of carrying all this darkness will be taken away. Yeah. 
and, and it will be replaced. If light, if darkness is taken away, what, what happens next? Light. Light comes in. Hmm. You know, you take the curtain off the window, the light immediately comes in the room. And then, wow, beautiful. So, yeah. But I'm just thinking, why? Why is it? What? <laughs> why is it? And that will help a person to understand what he can do and what he can do for others. Why is it so that it's so hard to follow the golden rule? I mean, why? Why? Why is there tendency to not? Because we're contaminated. Yeah. You know, the golden rule, you can't just implement it with your mind. It's the same thing. You know, you've got to be a spiritually, uh, let's say, situated or, you know, empowered person to be able to actually implement it. You know, other words, it's just words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I know it's good, but I can't do that. I did so many things in this little thing <laughs> that I just was given access to. <laughs> Let's see what else I say. Uh, let me see. There's a few good ones in here. You cannot appreciate transcendental matters with the reasoning of the world. And that golden rule is a transcendental matter, right? You cannot appreciate transcendental matters with the reasoning of the world. It is sheer nonsense to decry them with the measuring stick of your intellect. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're, I, yeah, wow. Chant the Maha Mantra loudly and with attachment. This will drive away inertia, worldly evils, and pest. Wow. There's a method here that one has to uh, to apply. That will drive away evils and worldly worldly evils and worldly evils, inertia, worldly evils, and pest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this just happens to be the what we always come back to that that's what's required <laughs> cuz yeah. Someone yeah, you know, we had someone come to our class was it yesterday? Yeah, and we were talking about this how, you know, the world is dark and how, you know, all these bad qualities in or undesirable qualities and then he said this is the first time he was in our class and he said you know i think that inherently in us we have we have the we have the light we have the happiness we just have to uncover it you well know? that's right yeah. and i told him yeah <laughs> now the next question be okay but how do you do how do you do that exactly which he didn't know which yeah. was yeah yeah well because you have to have a method yeah but you their method, the method out there, is you get rid of your mind, you get rid of your ego, and then, and then I don't know. But you yeah. can't get rid of your mind, and you can't get rid of your ego. So they're just dreaming. You are the ego. 
There is no such thing as getting rid of the ego. You are the ego. Ego means I. You can't get rid of yourself. False ego, yes, you can get rid of that. And that's the whole cleansing process. False ego is all the things that we believe is true. I'm the body. I'm the mind. This world is my home. I'm the enjoyer. This world is here for my pleasure. You know, it's, it's just, you know, full hedonism. It, that's false ego. Hmm. Now, you can get rid of that because it's false. It's not who you are. But you can't get rid of the ego. And that's what these, quote, yogis, spiritual experts, you know, life therapists and whatever, they try to put forth this kind of idea that you can get rid of your ego. They don't even know what ego is. Yeah. You know? They're thinking, oh, don't be a bad guy, be a good guy. Yeah, that means, exactly, you know? exactly. That's what they usually mean when they say that, get rid of ego, yeah. be a good guy. Just be a good guy, compassionate, like everybody, love everybody, love yourself, you know. But that's, that's all false ego, too. They don't ever say, come to the who you really are, the eternal loving servant of the Lord. They don't say that. You know, and act on that identity. That's your true identity. You know, they say get rid of it and become just nothing. Get rid of your mind. That's just Buddhist philosophy. And they may say it's Buddhist philosophy. The Buddha said it, or they may say some guru said it, or they may just have created it from hearing it from others and repeating it, whatever. But it's just a nihilistic philosophy. Get rid of yourself. Yeah. And if there's no self, there's no problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the self is what causes the problem, so annihilate the self, and the problems are non-existent because there's no body to experience the problem. <laughs> the problem is that you can't do that. This says in the Bhagavad Gita, you know, I mean, you, you can't eliminate yourself. You're eternal. The soul is primeval, eternal, non-dying. Non yeah. The self cannot be cut to yeah. pieces, and yeah, no, nor so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I, I mean, I mean, just yeah. Doesn't it make more sense that we have all these, you know, we have qualities, we have inherent qualities, and that's real. We have real. There is real. There's something real behind the love we see and the care we see and the qualities we see in each other. And that's why it's so difficult to, to forgive and, and follow the golden rule because we're, we're, <laughs> we're people. If we just were blanks, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't be a, such a struggle. But we have, you know, we have feelings, we have desires, we have, we, we have a personality, real personality. And often it's a bit covered over, but it's, it's there. And Oh, yeah. So that's why we have to cleanse ourselves of all these coverings of, you know, contamination. And 16th chapter of Bhagavad Gita is a whole chapter devoted to divine and demoniac natures. By nature, we're divine, but by contamination and, you know, corruption, we've become demoniac. And, uh, but underneath those adverse qualities, there's the golden qualities. Mm. 
you know, one person I know wrote a song, and she she titled the song Diamond in the Rough. They were all a diamond, but, you know, when you mine for diamonds or whatever, they're not just sitting there perfectly, you know, faceted and free of, you know, just sparkling gems. I mean, they're covered in whatever they're covered in, mud and dirt and, you know, embedded in another rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you got to get that diamond, but you don't see it. I mean, you don't see that diamond, but it's there. So that's why they take it and they polish it and take away all the things that are imperfect, the imperfections, if you will. Mm. And then you got the diamond. Mm. So we're diamonds in the rough. <laughs> so <laughs> they need to, we need to be polished up, and that's what the holy names do. They, they take away all that roughness. You know, but we have to not just think that we don't have to do anything. I mean, the, we're rough. I mean, according to our degrees of, you know, background and where we've been and what we've done and what we think and so we're rough. I mean, we're rough around the edges and we're yeah. just rough. Yeah. So when we start trying to get rid of the roughness, we have to a little bit work at it. You know, we can't just accept it, well, that's just the way I am. I'm just a rough guy in the way I speak, the way I treat others. You know, I've always been like that and so on. You know, we're not told you that. We've got, we're told you've got to, you know, not do those things. You've got to catch yourself. You've got to, with intelligence, say no. Hmm. You know, I, I, I don't want to be like that. And if it, it comes out, you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, or, you know, just tell you, no, I can't act like that. You know, there's a lot of practice involved, you know. You take the philosophy and you put it into practice, like we were just saying, Prabhupada said. You know, to practice it is more of a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, a person to, to be spiritually successful must be determined. Yeah, because there's a lot of practice involved. There's a lot of uh, hours of... <laughs> yeah. yeah. You Not try to find excuses for our roughness, you know. Just accept, yeah, that was, that was absolutely unacceptable. That wasn't... No, I'm not... I, please forgive me, I'm not going to do that. With... Real feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the harsh words come out, when the disrespect is obvious, when all those things occur, you just, you know, got to see it as, no, this is not acceptable. And you will always win when you do that. (laughs) Right thing for the right reason. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Put that on Instagram. I think I'm gonna make make a quote out of that, <laughs> or share that quote. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So anyway, the golden rule is beautiful. Yeah. You know, and we shouldn't forget that. You know, we should try to remind ourselves. 
Would I want somebody to do this to me? <laughs> Would I be okay with that? Probably not. Well, Reuben, maybe we'll chant. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Right thing for the right reason. Chant, Chant for <laughs> to. Uh, that's actually exactly well, who said that. That you know, sometimes when you chant, you don't experience that much result. But then you can ask yourself, Am I chanting for the right reason? Am I chanting to to We're purify? We're chanting for our pleasure. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, but he was written or he said I can't remember when I but that you you chant because you want to cleanse this contamination that's covering your heart and you want to come back to your true nature of, of yeah you know, your true qualities why come back to your why come back to your true nature yeah so you can please the one <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Haribo Goranga Goranga Haribo. Got it. Maybe we should introduce Chaitanya. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's good. It's time now. Yeah. <laughs> Chaitanya is a name synonymous with the same person, Goranga. Goranga Chaitanya two different names for the Supreme Lord who appeared 500 years ago and inaugurated the chanting as the way to achieve these goals we've been hmm. speaking about. Goranga Chaitanya Haribol. So Chaitanya Haribol. Chaitanya Haribol. Or... Or Haribo Chaitanya. Chaitanya Haribo, Chaitanya Haribo, Chaitanya Haribo. Chaitanya Haribo, Chaitanya Haribo, Chaitanya Haribo, Chaitanya Haribo, Chaitanya Haribo, Chaitanya Haribo,
It's nice to hear from you, whoever's listening out there. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, we'll see you next time. We will do. Thank you, Valkia. Namaste, Haribo. Namaste.